0: Welcome to the Transcend Health Podcast, where we aim to entertain, educate and empower our listeners to move beyond pain and injury. Stay tuned to hear interesting conversations about rehabilitation, movement, strength and fitness, plus lots of advice to get you moving and feeling your best. Howdy listeners, welcome back to the Transcend Health Podcast, you're here with Ollie Morsley, physio here at Transcend Health and I'm joined by the two other physios here, Duncan, hello. Howdy, how you doing? Doing good and Luke, welcome buddy. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure, always a pleasure and today uh, on the podcast we're going to talk about a topic of how to get strong, this is a topic that um, I've certainly encountered in my experience in sport. a whole heap of people who are trying their best to to develop strength and be as strong as they can possibly be and and often hit plateaus or blockades and feel like they can't get stronger or they don't know how. So that's going to be the topic today, gentlemen. Mm. Um, And I think this topic can definitely extend beyond performance in sport. Mm. Yeah, I was going to
1: say definitely... um, people not knowing if they can get any stronger that definitely applies to I hear a lot of women say that I hear a lot of elderly people say that yep um, and there's certainly ways that we can make them stronger are we going to make them world-class athletes no but we don't want to yep. we just want them to live a better life
0: exactly exactly um, so we're gonna open with um, well just in general um, what you would say to somebody who, and I know this is specific, so we'll just dive straight into that, um, but how would you approach a conversation with somebody who's asking you how they would like to get stronger?
1: Do you want to answer that first or do you want me to answer it first? Um uh,
0: yeah, I'll it. All right. And I'll just give you an example as well. Let's say um, I've had a hand I- injury recently and uh, I'm looking to get a bit stronger because currently I can't really do the tasks of my daily life. Like, uh, you know... Um, doing some gardening or something like that. I just feel a bit weak in that hand. Having trouble with the stove as well. Moving pots and pans off the stove. Yep. Um, how can I get stronger? I don't know how. Yeah,
1: good good question. Um, and one we hear a lot, and it could be the hand, it could be any part of the body. Um, and guess what? The principles that we use are the same principles that we use for an athlete trying to get stronger too. So that's the, the first thing thing I tell people so when I approach um, looking to help someone get stronger is I think of a couple of things one is I think about the specificity uh, which is a topic in strength training which I'm sure we'll talk a bit more about in a second so specifically what patterns are you trying to get stronger at um, for the person with the hand things around gripping things around pulling things around pushing probably. And so I can choose specific exercises to address those patterns. Um, We can go obviously more isolated if we need to and try and target specific muscles, although that's usually not necessary, but in certain cases it can be. Um, So specificity, first one. The second one is the current level or capacity that that person's at which determines the dosage. So how much load will we put through? And then how do we begin to progressively overload that, which is another topic, which I'm very sure we're gonna cover in a second. Um, and, and yeah, once we figure out the dosage uh, of the load, um, how we go to administer that, and that can be through body weight, that can be through external weight, that can be through isometric, creating internal tension, uh, lots of different ways, but um, they're the things.
2: Dosage and specificity are the two things I think of. Yeah, and just simplifying that even further, just finding where they're at currently and putting a plan together to get them to do more in the future. Yeah, spot on. Well said, Luke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't know about what Duncan said, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to say, mate. <laughs> um, no, keep it simple. But really, like some good things said by both there, um, yeah, we will touch on these concepts of specificity and, and progressive overload in a second. But um, in general, absolutely, you've got a baseline, whatever it is, whether you want to get your knees strong, you want to get your, your deadlift strong, you want to get your swimming stronger, whatever it is, right? Um, you've got a baseline where you're at currently um, and you want to improve upon that. So you've got to do some things to... Make it better. You can't expect to get better by just simply doing the exact same thing. And that's probably um, my big point here. Uh, If you want to get stronger, something's got to change. And that's something that I've seen a lot of people struggle to grasp or struggle to even comprehend that they can't just do the same weight or they can't just do the same exercise for the same amount of reps. Something has to change in order for them to start pushing their boundaries and to get stronger.
1: I'll just add something.
0: Something there to that, that's
1: 100% right, and we see that all the time um, where they just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, nothing changes. Um, but the other one is that you need to do some form of resistance training. Um, uh, things that people think make them stronger don't. It, the only thing that will make you stronger is doing resistance training, and that can be with weights and it can be with body weight. And those other things I said, what won't make you stronger, which people for some reason think it will and that includes some clinicians who are misinformed um, is you know massage doesn't make you stronger <laughs> at all it doesn't change the muscle tissue um, the only thing that does that that changes tissue is either cutting you open with the scalpel uh, hitting the road at 60 k's an hour, which isn't advisable um, or doing resistance training over an extended period of time. And that's also important. It doesn't happen after one session. It happens after consistent, repeated effort.
2: Yeah, and also just having a plan of how you're going to get stronger as well, which I think we can touch on when we talk about progressive overload. Um, Just going to the gym and just doing random machines might make you stronger initially, but you're definitely going to hit a plateau so you can be a bit more intelligent. Following some kind of program of how to get stronger.
0: Yeah, definitely. So let's just dive straight into that, um, and I'm going to go straight back to Luke. Um, in terms of developing a program for strength, and I'm going to leave it open so you can decide on whether it's grip strength or something Duncan needs to work on, <laughs> uh, or 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 um, I don't know, maybe a ring pull-up or something like that. How would you? What are the things that come into mind or the things that you need to address when you're writing a program? Let's say it's somebody who comes into our classes here and they're looking to get a bit stronger on something. What are the things that you're considering
2: when you're writing out a plan in that regard? Well, I think it's what I first said, finding where they're at initially. So in classes, we'll do testing with um, people before. So we'll get a baseline of where they are now. Say they can deadlift 30 kilos or they can do push-ups on their knees. We know that's a starting point and then we're just simply just trying to add weight to that lift over time um, as they're getting stronger and or if in the case of push-ups or any other kind of pushing movement like that again just making the exercise um, progressively harder by the way we manipulate the body or um, you know get them up on their toes over time the other thing yeah we're starting to to look at is like number of reps uh, and and sets which you know can be a whole big can of worms in itself um but generally trying to to look in a rep range that's kind of down the lower end um anywhere from i guess 1 to to eight or something like that Um, when we're focusing on more strength as we're starting to get higher rep range we're just more focusing on endurance yeah for sure and the reason why we want the reps lower is so
0: that you can move more weight or you can do the exercise in a harder capacity right
1: yeah that's right um strength training like we talked about is specific so there's a specific rep ranges that target more pure strength there's rep ranges that target more muscle growth, um, overstrength. There's rep ranges that kind of do both, but neither as good as the specific ones. And then there's um, you know moving more towards endurance and stuff. We we Ollie and I do a shoot with the students and we take them on um, on how to prescribe exercise. And one of the tools that's not perfect and um, you know could and, and has been around for a very, very long time is, um, not Pavlov, Harat.
0: Prilipin's. Prilipins.
1: thank you. Prilipin's chart, um, that gives a a good guideline as to kind of where on the continuum certain sets and rep ranges sit. For example, um, one to three reps is usually pure strength with not much um, muscle building. It's more tuning things in and making you more efficient, but, you know, taxes you a lot. And then up around the eight to 12 to 15 rep range, you got to be looking at more hypertrophy or more muscle building rep ranges. So that's um, the specificity thing. And then you've got the in-between stuff.
0: So let's talk a little bit more about specificity because we've talked about specificity in that regard. Um, But what I think of when I hear specificity, and I see this all the time in my years in the exercise industry, um, is people want to get stronger at a task. And so they do other tasks to get stronger at mm-hmm. that task, <laughs> um, or you know, and then they wonder why they're not better at it. And a classic example that I've got at the moment, right, is um, um, I have a client who does sailing regularly, and he has to um, pull a rope in order to get, you know, pull up the anchor, for example. Right? So he's sitting in a position and he's pulling uh, and he'd like to be a bit stronger at that. Now, that's a very specific task. Mm. You've got a boat that's on water, it's moving around. Um, <laughs> you've got a rope that's potentially slippery and of different diameter. Uh, and you've got um, varied, <laughs> varied load. There's so many different things that make that task what it is. And so it is such a hard thing to train. Yep. Right? But we've worked out uh, an exercise that we can do supplement um, some other ones uh, that seems to be helping and we've tried desperately to make it as specific as possible mm. so i've got him sitting in the same sort of position that he would be sitting in um, when he does that task and we've varied the resistance um, and so on do you want to talk a bit more about that topic yes yeah,
1: for sure that's a it's a really good one um, on that um yeah to get better at the thing you have to do the thing <laughs> um, so and that goes for all things whether it's lifting weights whether it's swinging a golf club whether it's, it's uh, writing an essay or whatever if it's a skill you have to do the skill what we also find when we're doing the thing we'll use the um your client with the the anchor um is when we look at people doing it, or we get some feedback on how they're doing it, we may pick apart areas or specific things within the bigger pattern that we can see could use some improvement. And what we can do at that point is take bits and pieces out and train them, and then put them back in and see what uh, what's improved. And so it's kind of like um, you know removing the engine. Tinkering around with it, seeing if we improve the performance, putting it back in. But guess what? We still have to do the thing to see if the thing's improved. Um, And we call that in the strength and conditioning world, accessory exercises. (laughs) Um, and, And often we'll use a lot of them, but we always, always, always have something that's specific, practicing the task that the person's wanting to get better at along with any kind of accessory work that we might be doing. Yeah,
2: and like there is a level of base level strength that some people might need to do the thing. That's true. Um, so, for instance, with handstands, um, if yeah, someone came in and they couldn't do a push-up or um, they couldn't hold a plank or doing anything like this, getting them just doing more handstands probably wouldn't be the most um, efficient path. So they'd have to have a a base level of strength, which you could build up with the accessory exercises. But once you've built that strength, spending more time doing push-ups and more time doing hollow body holds or planks is going to be not the best use of your time. Doing the thing, as in doing handstands, is going to get you better at doing handstands, (laughs) unsurprisingly. Yeah, but also it's not mindlessly
1: doing the thing either. It's doing it with intention and reflection and realizing where you you're wanting to improve whilst doing the task too but yeah I, I, I want to just ask you guys
0: about perhaps some um, personal stories that you've had with this topic I mean I can personally relate to this uh, with my swimming once upon a time I got to a point with my swimming where I thought that some extra strength might really really help me mm. so in addition to my training sessions uh, for swimming I did some weight training um, and I actually kind of pulled back a little bit on the swimming and did more weight training. And I actually found that my swimming didn't improve. And this was something that really, really surprised me. Um, and I, and this kind of sparked my professional journey. Um, but that was a really, um, interesting experience for me that, you know, oh, I can't just do a whole heap of push-ups and expect my freestyle to improve. That's weird. Why? Um, but it makes sense, right? Like a push-up is completely different to freestyle. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm wondering if you guys have had similar experiences where you've tried something, perhaps when you were not as knowledgeable as you are now, and were unsuccessful, or whether you've done something that has been really successful as well.
1: Oh, for sure. I'll um, I'll let Luke answer this one first, um, but I think we've both
2: got some stories here. Yeah, I don't know where you think I'm going with this, but um, I'll I'll keep talking about handstands. Um, in the in the fact that. Just building some base level strength around that. So there was at a time when I kind of got a bit flat with doing the handstands. I wasn't as motivated. So I pushed more into strength training and I um, was just doing some barbell work, some deadlifts, squats, you know, just all the typical kind of stuff. And then when I came back to the, the handstand, I actually found... Like I could lock it in a little bit better because maybe my core was braced a little bit more, a um, little bit more stability around the shoulders. So I guess that's kind of opposite to what I was saying before. But you need that, you need that base behind you. And if you are just only doing the thing, um, and you're letting that base strength kind of fall away, which you know I've done previously with other things, just going into the skill, just practicing the skills, and then. The strength kind of falls away so you definitely need to to balance out um what you're trying to achieve with some underlying strength work yeah yeah absolutely um and that goes back to what i was saying
1: about pulling the car apart tinkering with it putting it back together seeing seeing kind of what's improved or maybe what hasn't improved or even sometimes what got worse (laughs) um so yeah i'll i can give a couple of examples i think um personally so uh back uh, when i was at uni i was playing uh, rugby union and i'm not the biggest guy running around on the field i'm still not the biggest guy running around on the field but i thought you know what put him in the back row put him, yeah 100 percent, just second row <laughs> no probably no i won't i won't go into positions um anyway i was um i was like okay if i want to move up the grades and get better i need to get bigger and stronger so i went to the gym to get bigger and stronger and i did a lot of training which now i realized back then i didn't because i wasn't as knowledgeable but now i realized was really geared and programmed towards bodybuilding and so adding mass um which i did i added like six kilos I ate a lot of food as well that's a big part of it which i won't go into added like six kilos became stronger doing the bench press with my bicep curls Whatever um, and then went out on the rugby field and still got absolutely toweled up by <laughs> everyone <laughs> um, and thrown around like a rag doll. Um, and that's an example of where what I probably needed to do in retrospect was change the type of strength training I was doing firstly and make it more specific to strength, power development, and speed, not bodybuilding. Um, and two also go through periods of training where I developed that in the gym, but then did more specific tackling drills and grappling drills and specific work with rugby um, to to make the crossover happen.
0: So you and I forgot to do the thing.
1: Yeah, we forgot to do the thing and we definitely didn't get any better
2: at the thing and probably got worse. Yeah, I did the same thing, um, playing rugby, wanting to put size on, just going to the gym and yeah, there was no structure to my training. Um, I was just going there, walking around, just hitting whatever machine was free or just, yeah, getting stronger in the bench press and very like bodybuilder type focus. And yeah, I'm not sure how much crossover that had to, to the to the rugby, oh, for sure.
0: Yeah. Um. All right, cool. Well, the last thing that I would just want to touch on with this topic, guys, and I think um, many of our listeners could relate to this too, is how to get strong when you're feeling pain mm. and whether uh, improvements in strength while you're under pain is actually a true strength gain or whether it's something else. Mm. Do you guys get what I'm talking about here? Or? I think so. Yeah, yeah. So let's say I'm recovering from a back injury, pretty common, mm. um, and I... Just an everyday sort of person. I'm not an athlete in any way. Um, but yeah, geez, picking up things at home is pretty hard. Picking up the grandkids, picking up my children. Mm. it's They feel heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can I do? Yeah. Um, and I'm in pain.
1: And you're currently in pain as I'm speaking to you right now. In pain. A lot yeah. of pain. Lot of pain. Lot of when pain. I sit here next to you, yeah. Duncan, a lot of pain. <laughs> That's understandable. Um, well, yeah, this is a... I'm to go in many different tangents here but firstly well the the model we work on here is if you're in acute if your pain's flared up and it's not just this grumbly baseline thing that you're constantly putting up with if you you know if you've done something or for whatever reason unknowingly it's way worse mm-hmm. than it usually is we need to get that under control so we need to modulate the pain um so you can start to then do the strength building after we
0: Take some control back, because if you have too much pain, your strength is going to be inhibited, right?
1: Yes, correct. So there's the, the nervous system um, is really good at protecting you, and one of the ways it'll protect you when you're in a lot of pain is to not let you contract muscles as effectively as you normally would, um, and so you just literally can't do the thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, firstly we would get control of the pain. If that was done, and we'd done a few other things, we move into what we call facilitation. Get that working. Get some think, make you more aware of certain areas, perhaps get things switching on um, more effectively or efficiently. Um, and then we'd move you into into strength training. Now, when we do that, you may still experience pain, um, and that's okay. You're allowed to experience pain. It's a human thing, um, and it doesn't necessarily mean you shouldn't train on that day. We may just need to respect what you're feeling, change some variables, um, or not change some variables as well. Again, that that's an individual conversation
2: uh, to let you, you get going Yeah and if we're talking about chronic pain as well um, lots of beliefs and stuff start to form about what you can and can't do so it's very empowering just to, to start doing some strength training because um, then the, the patient can see themselves being able to do more and more um, which can lead to the pain decreasing over time as well It's always better
0: to be uh, stronger and in pain than to be weaker and in pain. Yeah, that's true. At least you've improved one thing in your life that will benefit you. And typically what we see is when people get a little bit stronger, then the pain does tend to go away a little bit as well too. But um, as you said before, get pain under control and you probably get a little bit stronger anyway. Um, And then we can start developing on working specificity, um, progressively overloading things and, and making you stronger down that way yeah cool any final thoughts guys Nah, no, i think we've covered a lot in that one yeah. um but yeah we'll leave it there yep. cool all right thanks guys so the end of another podcast we'll see you in the next one thanks for listening to the transcend health podcast please share this episode with someone who might find it helpful and don't forget to hit subscribe so that you don't miss out on future episodes.